1: Greetings and salutations, thank you for lending an ear to the Voice of the Times for Wednesday, November 8, 2023. For today's editorial Let World Bank Manage Climate Fund A final round of talks aimed at establishing a plan for a climate loss and damage fund was held last Friday and Saturday in Dubai, the fifth such meeting since an agreement to pursue such an initiative was reached by 196 countries at the COP27 climate summit in Egypt in November 2022. Delegates to the loss and damage fund negotiations were hoping to hammer out a draft that could be presented at the upcoming COP28 summit to be held in Dubai beginning November 30, as specified by last year's agreement, but the effort seems to have failed. Ironically, it appears that it is the developing countries, the ones most vulnerable to climate change and the main beneficiaries of the proposed fund, that are the most responsible for the year's worth of negotiations coming to naught. Loss and damage is a term used to describe compensation for permanent and irreversible climate change impacts that cannot be mitigated and to which countries cannot adapt. The basic idea has been around for some time and was first brought up in 2007 at the COP13 climate summit. Examples of impacts that would fall under the umbrella of loss and damage include the permanent loss of land and property due to sea level rise, the cost of rebuilding infrastructure damaged or destroyed by flooding, or losses in income from crops that are destroyed by flooding or drought. Generally accepted estimates from economic researchers put the costs of loss and damage at about $400 billion annually by 2030, increasing to more than $1 trillion per year by 2050. These costs will be incurred even if the world manages to keep global temperature rise to 1.5 degrees Celsius over the pre-industrial annual average temperature, the goal set by the 2015 Paris Climate Accord. Since recent research shows that Target is almost certainly out of reach already, the costs of climate loss and damage are likely to be much higher than those estimates. A fundamental problem with any sort of global climate agreement is that it is necessarily voluntary in nature, there is no mechanism apart from reputational pressure to compel nations to comply with it. Thus, virtually every agreement made beginning with the Paris Agreement in 2015 has fallen short of what has been pledged, whether that concerns contributions to mitigation and adaptation funds, overall emissions reductions, or more recently, pledges to reduce methane emissions and deforestation. The proposed loss and damage fund has the same handicap, and climate vulnerable countries, among whom the Philippines is becoming a leading voice, have rightly been bitterly critical of industrialized nations' failure to hold up their end of the bargain. However, In a breathtaking display of short-sightedness, it appears that developing nations have chosen to shoot themselves in the foot by balking at a proposal to put the proposed Loss and Damage Fund under the administration of the World Bank and insisting on the creation of a new agency under the auspices of the United Nations Framework Convention on Climate Change The reason for this is that developing countries do not like the world bank's ways of doing business according to one analysis of the recent talks particularly because the multilateral institution is perceived as being a tool of the u.s and is thought to be more likely to offer loans rather than no obligation grants to countries in need of loss and damage compensation first of all the proposed loss and damage fund being contributions from developed countries would not be the world bank's resources it would merely be a steward of them and if the agreed framework of the fund is that it should be doled out in grants, the World Bank would have to comply. Second, the UNFCCC's record of handling global climate funds is spectacularly unimpressive, the Green Climate Fund, GCF, under development since 2011 and supposedly fully up and running since 2015, has provided a mere 13.5 billion dollars in funding to the entire world in that time. The World Bank, on the other hand, has a complete infrastructure and, more importantly, the expertise already in place. If developing countries want financial compensation from climate harm, which they are indeed entitled to, then they should be more realistic in their choices to ensure that it actually comes to fruition and let the World Bank handle it.
2: Our longest trusted English newspaper since 1898. Now available digitally. Computer. Order the Manila Times Digital Edition. Subscribed. Get the Manila Times Digital Edition for less than 2 pesos and 50 centavos per day when you sign up for one year. The Manila Times, new source of choice. Trusted since
0: 1898. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news.